Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. ES Audio. Hello, I'm Ros Russell, the editor of the Evening Standards Vaccine for the World project. This week, we took over Tech and Science Daily to bring you the people behind the scenes tackling COVID-19. My expectation would be that the number of deaths may well go up. I'm Professor Mike Tildesley. I'm a professor of infectious disease modelling at the University of Warwick. Throughout the pandemic, I have been one of many scientists who's been part of the scientific pandemic influenza modelling operational subgroups. We obviously provide decision support to the UK government. Looking back over the pandemic so far, how important has mathematical modelling been in controlling the virus? The models certainly play a role and certainly have assisted in things like, say, the need for circuit breaker lockdowns last year. Prime Minister, how does an area which goes into tier three restrictions get out of those restrictions? Prime Minister. Mr Speaker, the simplest and most effective way for areas to get out of those restrictions is, of course, to get the R down. I'm very pleased to say that uh, some areas uh, are already uh, having a considerable effect with the measures that they're taking. The need for the rollout of the, the vaccination campaign through January and how best to target that. We need to get on with this and do it as quickly but as safely as possible. It is a coming together uh, uh, of you know, the nation to deliver this. That was the former vaccines minister Nadeem Zahawi speaking on Sky News. The models played a very key role in the roadmap unlock from the January lockdown through to the summer. Are you excited about Monday? Very excited. Can't wait. It's going to be good, isn't it? It's going to be good. Get back, be to good. Get back to normal. Thank goodness. Mm. Best ice cream you ever had? Delicious. Belgian chocolate sauce and sprinkles. Key thing throughout this is important to say the models never give definitive answers, and there's a level of uncertainty that we need to make sure that we capture within the models and also communicate that effectively to the public. Earlier today, the UK's four chief medical officers raised the COVID alert level to four, its second highest level, because of the evidence that Omicron is doubling here in the UK every two to three days. We know from bitter experience how these exponential curves develop. No one should be in any doubt. There is a tidal wave of Omicron coming. With events moving so quickly and new variants such as Omicron emerging, I guess you have to adapt fast. How much real-world information do you need about a variant before you can model its behaviour? 
Well, I, I will always, yeah, I always say that you should never ask an epidemiologist what data they need to make predictions, because we will always say all the data possible. And of course, the more data that you have, the higher confidence you have in your model predictions. Now, what you can do, of course, when a new variant emerges is you can carry out what we would call sensitivity analysis. So, you know, and, and the easy way to explain this is, let's say, you know, a new variant emerges and you you know, you believe it's more transmissible, but you don't know how much more transmissible, then what we would do is we would carry out a, um, a suite of simulations effectively where we look at different transmission advantages. And similarly, we would do the same thing for vaccine effectiveness. So what we can do then is we can provide evidence to say, you know, if the transmission advantage is this and the vaccine effectiveness is this, this is what we would expect to happen. Now, of course, as we get more data, our certainty in which one of those simulations is more likely to be correct increases and then we can provide more robust advice. I doubt you're very keen to make predictions at this point, but what can we expect from the virus next year? Well, if there's one thing I've learned from the last two years is that um, making long-term predictions is extremely fraught with danger in terms of the variability in what we might expect to see. In the longer term, I hope that we are in a situation where a new variant may come along with a much lower level of severity and we get down into a much more kind of endemic situation with COVID. And that's certainly what I would hope and believe may happen in the longer term, but it may take us a while to get there. So probably what we're looking at is booster vaccination campaigns, maybe every six months, um, potentially to protect against whatever may be circulating at the time. My hope is that if we can maintain a high level of uptake of those vaccinations, we can do that without a need to introduce lots more restrictions. We don't want to return to the situation we saw in January 2021 with high numbers of hospital emissions, really, really high numbers of deaths, which you know is, is something we absolutely want to, to avoid. But in the longer term, we need to think about strategies to live with COVID, of course, keep cases as low as possible, but of course, get back to some level of normality as a society. Let's go to the ads. We'll be back with Professor Tildesley in just a moment. Why not hit follow in the meantime? 
Have you felt that the public's understanding of science and scientific modelling has improved? I mean, I, to be honest, I think in the main, actually, I think it absolutely has. You know, you still get, obviously, the occasional high-profile, almost deliberate misunderstandings of models. But actually, I think in the main, actually, it's been quite embraced by the public. You know, I've had lots of conversations with people who, you know, have really tried to actually have a level of understanding of the models. And that's been, you know, that's been really fantastic for our research field that actually it's, um, you know, it's really helped improve the public understanding. You know, I've had lots of conversations with students at the university who've become really interested in epidemiology and really worked to understand what our models do. I mean, you know, I, I remember talking to my students last year about the, you know, the R number, the, the reproduction number, and sort of saying again, almost flippantly, I probably never have to explain what the R number is to students again because of the way it's been so much in the public eye over the last couple of years. You know, the pandemic, hopefully within the not too distant future, will start to go away. But actually what we really want to do is actually raise awareness of epidemiology in the years to come because you know, this is undoubtedly not the last pandemic and it's certainly not the last emergency that we will have with infectious diseases. And I think the fact that the public have really gained an understanding of the risk associated with viruses is really, really important. And we need to make sure that we sort of hold on to that over the years to come. Can you explain the global coordination that goes on in terms of modelling? So, I mean, generally, um, our remit very much is UK focused. So we are focused on looking at optimal strategies within the UK. But of course, the global picture is really, really important. And again, we've seen this absolutely right now with the Omicron variant that you know, even from a UK perspective, we are always at risk of new variants emerging that may undo the effectiveness of our own programme, whilst there are other countries around the world that have lower levels of vaccine uptake and an awful lot of infections. So it is really important to have more of a global perspective. Um, and you know, there is modelling going on to look at this, to look at how we might best support other countries um, in terms of vaccine uptake. Of course, you know, there are vaccines that are being provided to lower and middle income countries to support their own vaccination campaigns, but arguably there needs to be much more of this so that we can really improve vaccine uptake. I mean, look, if we look at the situation in South Africa, still we have fewer than I think 30% of adults um, have had a second dose of vaccine. And South Africa, of course, are by no means the country in Africa with the lowest level of vaccine uptake. So we really do need to work to get more vaccines out to lower and middle income countries around the world to support not just them, but of course, the global strategy to ultimately get disease freedom from COVID. You've been listening to Vaccine for the World's Takeover of Tech and Science Daily with me, Ros Russell. You can find out more about what we're doing over at standard.co.uk, where you'll find the vaccine project in the Optimist section. Tech and Science Daily will be back on January the 4th. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.